0: It's time to tap back into the fantasy business of NFL football. Talking running backs, I think it's time for Peacock and Williamson to have a little war room. Maybe hash out <laughs> who you think the top fantasy uh, you know, players are at every position. In yeah, right. Today. So shout out to the listeners who asked for this. We're talking PPR running backs. Let's hash out the top 10, maybe some sleepers for the 2022 season. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you as always at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. If you're not familiar with us or just tuning into the YouTube channel for the first time, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for subscribing on all of your podcast platforms and making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Brian Peacock, NFL analyst, also the host of Lockdown 49ers here on the network. Matt Williamson, former NFLA scout, uh, college scout recruiting guy uh, you've read his work for years in a number of different places and I love having him here as my co-host on Peacock and Williamson he's also doing the Locked On Dynasty football podcast as well on Locked On so both of us pulling double duty and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more fantasy not quite dynasty but just 2022 versions right and uh this episode is brought to you in part by Blue Nile make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com and Peacock and Williamson listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to get that discount. So, Matt, talking, uh, actually, I want to shout out the listener who yeah. had the question because Tony asked us for running back rankings for PPR leagues and who will be the most surprising rookie running back this year. So maybe a little bonus in there talking about rookie running backs, if any of them make our, our list here of the top. PPR running backs in 2022. So thanks for the question, Tony. It was too big of a question to do during our Twitter Tuesday episode because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an entire episode topic. Is, yeah. You know, maybe we'll get to top 10. I don't know how many how many we'll be able to hash out. But I think some of the rankings will be easy, right, Matt? And some of them might be difficult which with uh, how we feel about these running backs. So sort of a fantasy war room is the way I'm viewing this. We'll do running backs today. We'll do some other positions as well this summer as we head toward training camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's officially – fantasy season you know a lot of the guys that are really into it are into best ball and they're hitting that heavier and that you know that underdog that stuff's getting more and more popular I might have to dip my toe in that water a little bit too I think it's an interesting way of doing things and really getting a feel for what the fantasy landscape is this year and again this is you know part two of a 10-part you know um, fantasy progression for me i'm still just kind of getting an idea what my strategy is guys i like for where they're going the target but i kind of scribbled down my top 10 ppr running backs knowing we were going to chat about it but let's hash let's hash it out let's kind of battle it out and, and maybe build a consensus list to some degree
0: there's really nobody else to put it at number one other than Jonathan Taylor. He's consensus. He's on every list, number one. And I'd be shocked if you didn't have him number one. I have him number one. It doesn't really matter the format either, even though we're, we're kind of talking PPR running backs here. Jonathan Taylor's in, his, in a tier by himself going into 2022. There might be some running backs that end up outproducing him this year, but he's the first guy you have to draft if you're drafting running backs for 2022.
1: Easily. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um I I guess someone I couldn't – I'm not sure if it was Frank Reich or the offense coordinator. Someone said in in mini camps or OTAs that, hey, you should draft Naheem Hines in your fantasy league. Somebody on staff said that. And I understand that. And he's an exceptional receiver, Hines I'm talking about. And I also think Matt Ryan in a Phillip Rivers type of way is going to dump it to the backs a lot. But Taylor caught a lot of balls last year. I still think he's just scratching the surface in that regard. Runs behind an offensive line that's quite good. He is the engine of the offense. The defense will keep him in games. He has home run potential. I think he's the best running back, you know, fantasy aside, all those things obviously correlate in the whole league right now. And As a special player, not even in the prime of his career. I mean, so he's the easy one for me.
0: I agree. I think two gets a little bit more difficult. And you yep. said, and, and I don't know exactly what your list looks like. So we may disagree on some of these. You said it was a little bit more difficult than you expected when you were trying to hash these it things wasn't. out. So Taylor's one easy. Uh, I think we're on a new tier now. Who's the top of the next tier for you?
1: I have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and I could see people being gun shy. And when your your PPR draft rolls around, you might say, Uh, give me Cooper cup or, you know, something along those lines, instead of going down the McCaffrey road because of these injuries the past two years. And before you know it, you know, guys get old and you start to question their ability to stick around at this position, but nobody in PPR recent memory scores, more fantasy points per game than McCaffrey. I mean, even this past year, pre-injury stud, you know, bad quarterback play, they'll probably dump it to him a little bit more then. I mean, maybe they don't score as many first downs, get as many touchdowns, etc. but he's my two.
0: There are so many players you could make an argument in this spot, and I think a healthy Christian McCaffrey is easily number two, and yeah. the reason he's been the number one running back for a while now. But a little bit worried about the tread on his tires. Um, oh, yeah. He's such a good receiver out of the backfield, and if he's healthy, he's the guy. Can he stay healthy? And is it even smart for a team at this point to utilize him and give him that heavy of a workload if they want him to be healthy for them and win games in week 16, 17, 18, right? So I think usage has to come down for Christian McCaffrey, but you want him on the field on third downs. So that means less early down carries. So that's kind of, um, or you just run him to the ground and when he breaks, he breaks. And maybe yeah. That's, I mean, that's
1: the running back mentality. <laughs> yeah. It's mentality, you know?
0: Things go with running backs. And so uh, I don't have a problem with him, number two, but I would have argued for your guy in Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. Really? Okay. Being that guy this year. And the reason is because now going into year two, and by the way, I've heard—is he two hundred and forty pounds? Is that what's going on with him? Yeah, right uh,
1: he—we've been broadcasting down there, and he is always the one closest to me. I've seen more Najee Harris than any player on the team, closer than ever. And I remember when I rocked on the when I walked on the practice field for my first OTA this year, I turned to a buddy and I was like, "Boy, Najee looks bigger." You know, it's the first thing I saw, the first thing I noticed, and he does. I mean, he is extremely impressive looking, you know, it's not, we make, we've been making the joke on our Steelers show. You know, this was always the thing with Jerome Bettis. Oh, he looks like he's heavier. Well, this guy is nothing. doesn't look like Jerome Bettis at all. You know, Jerome Bettis looked like a bowling ball. I mean, it, I mean the, it, Jerome's weight would be way higher than listed where Najee just looks like Eddie George or, you know, I mean, his thighs are remarkable. Changing weight scares me for running back. So, I mean, generally as a rule of thumb, but he's prepared to take the pounding, and I could see why you'd be that high on him. I'm a little lower on Najee, but I will say he caught a lot of passes from Rothelsberger last year, but the majority of his style of receptions were Ben just getting it out of his hands. I mean, they were very de- low degree of difficulty, just him in the flat, often on like third and eight, Ben would throw it to him a yard downfield, he'd get tackled for a five-yard gain punt. Where at Bama. And last training camp, when he was a rookie, they used him like the Steelers did left wide receiver routes, catching the ball way away from his frame, one-handed catches. And no one saw that stuff in the regular season. I think his role, his degree of difficulty of a receiver is about to go up drastically. I don't know if he'll catch more balls or not, but I bet you he's detached more, running quick slants, not just dump-offs.
0: That's what excites me about Najee Harris because yeah. he's got youth on his side. He's got a high pedigree, athletic, he can catch the ball. You can use, if that usage does go up or just the way he's used and targeted more. You know, what's a rookie quarterback's best friend if Pickett ends up being the guy is a running mm-hmm. game and a running back to to dump the ball off to, right? It doesn't and, matter
1: who the quarterback is, it's you know, going to go through just, Najee. Yeah. Right.
0: So, yeah. usage huge. Lower tread on his tires than some of the other top quarter uh, running backs, you know, like your no whatever you know more receiving upside than some of those guys as well and the offense is going to be filtered through him and an improved offensive line and I think moving on from Ben Roethlisberger we talked about you know the dump offs but just moving on from Ben Roethlisberger maybe opens up the offense a little bit more which will create more space for him in general so I'm pretty bullish on Najee Harris and I kind of like him here in this spot if we go CMC two. Is, is three too high to you for Najee Harris?
1: I have him five, but I easily could have put him three. I mean, these next three to me are really tough to decipher. Um, another Najee note is I think you have to mention that Tomlin feeds his backs. I mean, in a Love Bell-like manner, more than any coach in the league, run him into the ground, go draft another one. I mean, that's and that's great for fantasy. I do think the O-line's better, and I think you had a great point that I firmly believe the Steelers offense was the easiest one to play against in the league last year. Stack the box. You know the ball's coming out quick from Ben. Put a lot of people near the line of scrimmage. And now I think no matter who the quarterback is, they'll at least attack the middle of the field. I mean, I always make the the comment that they just didn't attack many blades of grass. You didn't have to cover that many blades of grass. I think now you will. And that will open up room for the run game.
0: Absolutely. And I can't think of a running back I would put more money on touching the ball as much as Najee knows. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yep. And there's no one behind him. Benny Snell's the backup right now. Right. You know, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Every down usage, um, you know, talent, everything, everything just comes together for him. So I, I like him a lot. And I think maybe he was even somewhat disappointing last year for what he could be this year. Although to be honest with you, I would have said lose weight. So getting bigger is kind of odd there. So that's, it maybe but that part of that is, and we see it with Christian McCaffrey too, trying to always get bigger. You know, to take the pounding and and be able to go through a full season and last as a running back, you want to gain weight. That's kind of always the idea. And I don't know if it ever really works out necessarily that way, but you know, if he keeps his speed and is bigger, you know, that means he's going to be better probably.
1: I mean, he's not fleshy looking or anything. I mean, you would never walk past him and be like, boy, he should change his body. It's not good enough. (laughs) I mean, it's very impressive with long arms and huge thighs and, you know, he's a specimen. All
0: right. So we, we got Jonathan Taylor one, Christian McCaffrey two. I'm going to wait, and, and we'll see if we can come to a, an agreement here on our running back fantasy yes, yeah. in our war room. I'm arguing three for Najee Harris. You've got them five. I want to hear who you have three next, but I want to let the folks out there know about Blue Nile first. Blue Nile is uh, the place online you can go to help celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating a custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all the prices you won't find at a traditional Jeweler, when you're ready to pop the question, you know, uh, celebrating mom, maybe a sister or taking that, just taking your relationship to the next level, even if you're not trying to get married anytime soon. Modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. And it's the convenience of that online shopping that really has me excited about BlueNile.com because I don't know what the heck I'm doing when I'm buying a gift (laughs) like this. And if you're looking for fine jewelry and having trouble choosing, BlueNile.com has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at every budget, no matter who you are buying for. So that is key for me. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings as well. So use promo code locked on. That is code locked on for the $50 discount. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we do have a a favor to ask of you listeners. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better, if that is possible. This is your opportunity. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about your favorite Locked On podcasts, including Peacock and Williamson. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of... 10 $100 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So, uh, to take our audience survey, that is slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. So, Jonathan Taylor, one CMC, two. Who is number three on Matt Williamson's board for PPR running backs in 2022?
1: I went with Austin Eckler and. I have some slight concerns with Isaiah Spiller showing up that maybe some short yardage stuff gets off his plate. He's not the biggest guy to begin with. Maybe his touchdown numbers go down. But he's a great pass catcher, and I think that's a great offense. And I was, I'm very impressed with how he's played. I don't think age is starting to be a factor with him. Um, Splitting hairs between him and Najee, and I have someone in between there as well. But I, I, you, I think you can make a case for all those guys. You know, for both those guys.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about you know Spiller being there, and Spiller can can catch the ball too. So Mm -hmm. it it just seems like it's inching closer to a, which would be smart, you know. And I think. Efficiency-wise, Eckler is going to have more efficiency per touch than someone like Najee Harris, just
1: because yes, no he doubt.
0: can can just you know load the box against Harris, kind of know what's coming. Um, but I just think not maybe not full on committee, but I just think Spiller could eat into that. And I, I I'm not sold on the every down high number of usage for Eckler. I like him as a top five guy, but I just have him behind. Um, maybe one or two other guys so before we figure out yep. three four five here who's the fourth you had before Najee
1: I have Alvin Kamara fourth and I know that's higher than any list I've seen him and there's a reason why he's not on some of these lists and I have an asterisk next to him because we always talk about Deshaun Watson's looming suspension Kamara could have one as well and if he does he's obviously off the list I mean even if it's two games he's certainly out of this contention but he catches 80 passes every year. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I wish Sean Payton was still in control, but I don't think things are going to change drastically. And I think it's a pretty good offense, a pretty good team. He's proven. I feel like I know what I'm getting.
0: Does the quarterback not being Drew Brees mean that Kamara, even when he's in the game, his the, – the passes he's seen are going to come down? And that's kind of one of the questions I have I don't as know. Well but it's hard with Alvin Kamara and we're talking about Derrick Henry and two of the guys that have been, you know, the studlies running backs for a while in the NFL. It's hard not to put them in there, you know, three, four or five in, in yeah. at the top of these types of lists. So it's really, you're not sure. And even with Christian McCaffrey, it's like, you're not exactly sure what you're getting, but you know, the talent's there, but we just see with these running backs and how they fall off a cliff, to get into that second contract. And for whatever reason, it just, it doesn't work out for very long. Dude's only 26 years old. So it's not like you're saying he's no, going right, right. to fall off a cliff or anything, but you know, what's the usage going to look like? What's that offense going to look like? No more Drew Brees there for Kamara, you know, no more Sean Payton for Camara. Mm-hmm. So I do have some questions there, which is why, uh, I, I like Najee 3 just because I already know what that usage is going to be. And I know yeah. that he's younger and has less tread taken off the tire. So that, that's just, you know, that just makes me sleep at night. But, you know, the upside is obviously there with some of the rest of these guys.
1: Well, let's, as our consensus rank, you know, put Najee 3, Eckler 4.
0: I'm okay with that. And Kamara 5? Okay.
1: Yeah, unless you want to fight me on some of these other guys with Kamara. You may even drop him lower. I mean, I'm not standing on the table for them. And, and there, there is a suspension potentially looming.
0: Right. Uh, well, who's number six, then, if, if those guys are three, four, five, Harris, Eckler, Kamara.
1: I think this will be my first one I shock people with. And I am going with Swift from the Lions. Mm. And I love him as a receiver. And I know Jamal Williams is there, but that doesn't seem like much of an obstacle after what I saw last year. Um, I think the offense is only getting better. I know philosophically they want to run the ball a lot. I think they have an upper tier O line, and he showed flashes of being a tier one back at times last year. So I've at least tasted it with this guy. You know,
0: I love it. Yeah, yeah. put. I'd rather be a
1: year too early than a year too late. You know, I no running backs. Yeah, you
0: could talk me into putting him in three better. Yeah, than okay, him. okay. than you could talk me to putting him in, you know, eight or nine or ten or something like that. So I love it. Yes. Yeah, so Would if, you if, take would you say
1: Swift out, over
0: Kamara? I, I they're, they're so close. Yeah, so yeah. Close. I definitely wouldn't fight you on it. Uh, I I think you know, youth is on his side versus some yeah. of the other guys. Um, it, the offensive line, you know the the style of play that the team wants to to utilize, and then mm-hmm. we started to see it last year. Be like, okay, this guy could be you know, he's RB one stuff. So yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. I, I think he's a good spot for him. I, DeAndre Swift six.
1: And if they're losing by twenty to the Packers in Week Ten he's still going to catch 10 balls. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is really true. Good point.
1: So, Good point. okay. And now I get into the, I'm going to lump these two together at seven and eight on my list. And you mentioned, you know, Derek Henry and Dalvin cook. I'm more worried about Henry breaking down than cook, but I can't ignore that. Henry, as you mentioned, has been more or less the back of the last couple of years, fantasy wise, I think Cook is a much better receiver and will catch more passes than Henry. They both have scored a bazillion fantasy points in their careers. Um, But the end is potentially near, you know. And I I think that more so than in Minnesota, teams are now going to be even more equipped to to stack the box in Tennessee than ever.
0: And look, it's not like Alvin Cook hasn't had his fair shares of injury throughout his career, agree, too. I agree. But he gives you more from a PPR perspective, I think. So, yeah. Um, is it Cook then Henry for you? I have in- Henry
1: than Cook, but I keep looking at it going. It, it That's a perfect example of making a list versed when you're really on the clock. You know, like right. if, it, <laughs> if, I'm, if my top six are gone and I'm sitting here with money on the line, I'd have a hard time investing in Derrick Henry, I think. I, I just don't know. The the I know he's different than any back I've ever seen, and he is an outlier. He's a unicorn, but that day is coming, and he has taken such
0: a pounding. So seven, Dalvin Cook, eight, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I think about
1: it, Swift's clearly ahead of those guys.
0: I think I would draft Swift ahead of those guys too. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah I thought yeah. I was being controversial, but I yeah, I firmly I, believe it.
0: I mean, I always skew youth with running backs, Mm -hmm. essentially. And once I see those guys start breaking down, you know, I'm, I'm usually out because you still have to pay a premium for some of those guys. And so I'd rather, you know, go to another position to feel better about, you know, in round two of a draft or late round one and maybe try to steal some, you know, some rookies or, you know. It's kind of the way I go about things. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, Derek Henry stays healthy, could be a 2,000 year back again, too. So he could, he could. Yeah, there's a reason he has to still be in our top 10. And, you know, maybe even we're selling him a little bit short here. But again, who are you betting on getting the most touches? Um, and, and that's that's one of the big things here. And so um, that's where and the I was
1: receiving at. thing hurts him, too. I mean, yeah, if this was I, standard, he'd be up a couple more spots. Yeah.
0: We, yeah. A reminder, we are talking PPR leagues. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's finish out the top 10 and then maybe talk about a couple of. Um, Rookies potentially that could be targeted, maybe some sleepers in fantasy leagues in the final segment. Who is eight? Uh, who's nine and ten to finish out the top 10 for you?
1: See, here's where I think people are really gonna fight me is I left Joe Mixon out of my top 10. I left Javante Williams out of my top ten. I'm not a Leonard Fournette fan, but he gets so many touches in a great offense. I left him off my top 10. So my final two at nine and ten are Aaron Jones, who I think is vastly underrated right now, and I'm a believer in Aaron Jones' stats without Devontae Adams are astronomical, and I think that's going to continue. Even if Dylan eats into his time, I just think he's the best weapon on the Packers' offense. And then this one, I'm sure people will be like, oh, I'm not going down that road again. I'm betting on Saquon Barkley again. I just think that... They actually have an O-line. They actually have a, no a big-time offensive coach. I think he's the most talented player we've talked about yet. <laughs> you know, so I know the injuries. I know he's frustrating. But, boy, he could be RB1.
0: You know, it's weird is those Buffalo offenses really never catered well to running backs, but I maybe know. it's because they didn't have a guy as talented as Saquon Barkley. But, yeah, the injuries worry me. He's he's always had a, a, just, to me, a bit of a vision problem. And Oh, yeah going back to this college days, he was just so much more athletic than everybody could bounce everything outside. And I think there, that's been a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, a crux for him in the NFL, of being, you know, just massively, massively productive instead of just pretty darn productive, you know, but he can catch the football, he can do a lot for that offense. I don't know how it's going to look. I would probably draft, and I, I knew you were going to say Aaron Jones because I know you love Aaron love Jones. I've talked to up on here. I know you target him in all of your, your fantasy leagues and your dynasty offseason trades and things like that. So, um, the, if we go nine Aaron Jones, I feel like we got to put Mixon in ahead of I hear City you, there. Barkley. and then there's also, um, go back to my list here there's a williams i really like leonard fournette and that's a committee yep. i wouldn't touch leonard fournette that early Javante williams is a, is a tough one for me because gordon came back and i it would have been up there for me i i still think he's supposed to be the number one we talked to cody rourke the host of locked on broncos he thinks he's going to be the number one it's going to be a clear one too uh, you know and all that 60 happen-
1: 40 is not going to get it done for me right. i mean i need 80 20 75 you know 25
0: so that scares me, but if Gordon gets dinged up, now Javante Williams suddenly is the top five back. You know what yes, I mean? It yes. could be one of those situations. But, and uh, I
1: love the player.
0: Yes, but I would have – what about Chubb? What about Nick Chubb?
1: Just not enough receptions, and, and I really think Watson's going to get suspended for the whole year, mm-hmm. and I think that offense is going to sputter. I mean, okay. a brissett led offense with Kareem Hunt looming and a wonderful running back that just doesn't catch the ball enough, better for real life than fantasy for me.
0: I would slide Mixon in there to the top 10 ahead of Barkley. Yeah. And then, you know, there's just that group of guys, too. I Not big on James Conner. I know he had a nice little season. I with don't Paul. trust him at all. Yeah, I don't trust him at all. Leonard Fournette, that's going to be, you know, he, he had a nice little run in the playoffs in, in late in the season. But um, I, I don't trust him at all. I think more yeah, of a committee right. than with the Buccaneers. I like Javante Williams. I would just swing for the fences there and hope something happens and he ends up, you know, getting all the carries. Nick Chubb's so talented. I'd probably put him up there a little bit as well. Um, next, though, let's talk about the rookie running backs. Who's your Fun favorite? One little
1: player? nugget here. I, I'm <laughs> fine putting Mixon in the in my spot for Barkley at ten, mm-hmm. but there's a slight misconception about Mixon. Is in clear p- passing situations, he's usually not in the game. He's a very good receiver. He catches passes, but he is not the quote passing down back. Maybe he should be. I've always thought he should be, even when Gio Bernard was there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, right.
0: he always had someone sort of sniping. I don't understand it, right. Uh, yeah, so that that is a good point there. And so when you factor in the PPR stuff, if Saquon Barkley's healthy, then, yeah, I'm with you. But That's a big if. That's that's sort of a tier there, and that, those are the tough decisions you have to make when you're talking about uh, you're drafting your running backs in your fantasy league. And so if you want to swing for the fences with Barkley, I would not fight you on that. But I do like where your your head's at with with Aaron Jones, too, at night. Yeah, so I think he's good a good year. Cool. Uh, Let's talk sleepers. Let's talk rookies next. But we got to let the folks know about Built Bar because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And the newest flavor is a perfect example of that. Caramel brownie is the newest chewy chocolatey brownie. You know what I'm talking about. You know the flavor profile. A caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top. That's so good, right? What if I told you you could have all that chewy chocolate goodness and deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein, but it was still low in sugar and low in calories. You can get the caramel brownie bar right now at Built.com, but you're probably going have to have to ask, act fast because uh, it's going to be a fan favorite and it's going to go quickly. Check out these macros. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 Grams of sugar. And best of all, caramel brownie bars, just like most built bars, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Like for real, with built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And you can get a discount 15% off by using our promo code and being a locked on listener. All you got to do is go to built.com, use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order, whether it's Carmel brownie, one of the classic flavors, puffs, or a mixed box of built bars use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com all right so we kind of hashed out the top 10 backs there and then things get even hairier as you're trying to to rank running backs but just sifting through those names of the next group of guys maybe some of the rookies is there a favorite there, is there a, a running back that's going to end up on a lot of team williamson fantasy fantasy squads
1: aaron jones for sure and i think that's been only to harp on that one But I just did a quick scan of current ADPs, which are very subject to change because a lot of us aren't drafting yet, you know. But a couple names that popped out at me that I think are values are J.K. Dobbins. I was a little shocked that he's going, like, running back 24 in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what he did wrong, but he's a great player in a heavy running offense. And I know what last year entailed, but um miles sanders is another one that is uh people seem to have soured on over the years which i understand but that's also a heavy running offense with a great offensive line highly talented player in a contract year that isn't yet old so for where they're going those are two guys i would gladly draft at current adps and then the other one and this one i'm going to more trust um Beat reporters on and and that's going to be more of a training camp thing. I mean, my fantasy draft is Labor Day weekend. And by then I think I'll get reports that Travis ATN is looking explosive and spry. And then I'm interested because I think he's gonna catch a lot of passes.
0: I love that area you were talking about. And I've been on the J.K. Dobbins bandwagon for a while. Didn't Mm -hmm. me that he got hurt last year because he was on all my fantasy Mm -hmm, teams. Um, But, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, you know, running back 22, 24, something like that. Brees Hall, New York Jets in the same area. That's, you know, go draft the the best rookie running back that has a path to a ton of touches. That's how you win fantasy football leagues. So I love Brees Hall in the 20s. And and in a lot of leagues, he's getting drafted after guys like Zeke Elliott. And then I'm kind of out on Zeke. Are you out on Zeke?
1: Yeah, but boy, he's cheap. I mean, everybody's out <laughs> now
0: than he ever has been. So maybe this is the time to actually grab him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't trust him. Uh, I think he's lost a step over the last couple of years too. But it, this is something Ryan and I talk about on Dynasty. Is just you know, Brees Hall is a perfect example. Think about where he'll be in this conversation a year from now, and don't make up crazy stories. But he's probably going to be in our top ten conversation a year from now, unless he totally falls on his face or gets hurt. So draft them that way. You know what I mean? Don't wait a year.
0: You know, I love is Kenneth Walker. Cause Chris Carson yeah. might not play. I mean, he's, you know, he's got some he injury concerns and then even Rashad Penny, we've seen flashes from him in short, you know, in short bursts, but mm-hmm. there's no reason why Kenneth Walker couldn't come in and, you know, by very early in the season, take over for Rashad Penny and has higher upside was a better prospect coming out. In my opinion, he's a better pure runner. And, you know, you know how that team wants to run the football and their running back usage can sometimes get a little bit weird, but man, that that's how you, you know, what, running back 33, 30, yeah, 35, right, right, right. something that's like that. You Walker, you're getting him much later, and he could be an absolute league winner as well. So I love the rookie running backs this year, especially the first two. And then, um, uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins. How about this one? What about Travis ATN? What to think about him? Is he good? Are they still going to try to convert him to wide receiver? Is he back to being a running he's back? catch a lot of passes.
1: I mean, I, I don't think Robinson's going to play this year and there's not much else there. And yeah. it's kind of the, the swift story. If they're losing a lot it'll probably catch a lot of passes late in games. Again, I really want to hear what beat reporters say, because that was a pretty major injury. If they're looking, you know, if you're, if you're hearing, boy, he looks explosive, you know, he, he is, he's electric out here on the practice field. Then I'm going to be in because I, I think he's got a lot of potential.
0: Uh, you want a Kyle Shanahan running back. And so since the 49ers drafted a running back in the third round that I think is going to be more of a short yardage guy, and maybe that uh-huh. eats into the the usage from Elijah Mitchell. But if the 49ers didn't draft Ty Davis Price in the third round, Elijah Mitchell would be going two rounds higher, right? So and he's going pretty yeah, late as it is, too. I mean, Yeah, the twenties. Uh, yeah doing that all day. And uh Look, and then give me whoever the, you know, the second, third Shanahan running back is too, because as soon as somebody gets hurt and you know that goes down the funnel, you want a Shanahan running back on your on your fantasy roster. And they're all kind of cheap right now. So, you know, wherever you're at in your draft, if if at some point you're like, oh, okay, it's a tie, who do I take? Take the Shanahan running back because that's going to pay off at some point for you in your fantasy yeah, league. Yeah. At this point, I still think Elijah Mitchell's number one. He was almost a thousand yard rookie running back last year and uh, still think he's the best running back on the roster. So I think he'll get utilized that way for the 49ers, even though they just drafted a guy in the third round. Uh, to me, Ty Davis Price is more about finishing games, being a finisher, maybe uh short yardage stuff. Elijah Mitchell, I think, to be the main guy. And it's just more explosive and just really fits what the, what the 49ers like to do running the ball. So at his ADP, yeah, give me Elijah Mitchell all day.
1: last two names I have to throw out there, and these aren't going to be league winners, I'm sure, but I think they could be values sticking with the rookie theme. I think Damian Pierce will be the clear lead back in Houston before long. And I think the O-line and the offense will be better than terrible. Um, And I also think Tyler Algier, that you can get super cheap in drafts. I I still don't think Cordero Patterson's a running back. And he didn't hold up the whole stretch. And I think Algier is more of the – not that he's Derrick Henry, but, I mean, that's the kind of back that that coaching staff is looking for. He's not a special player, but you can get these guys really cheap.
0: Yeah, get them cheap and late. i Yeah, glad you brought up Pierce. That's a great call. Like, Mm -hmm. all day. All day, give me Pierce where he's going in, in leagues, for sure especially if you're doing the zero running back thing and you're trying to pile up running backs in the middle late rounds or Give me a bond, you know, yeah. trying to get those guys that are aren't drafted in the top 20 running backs. There's a ton of good ones this year and we're seeing more committees than ever. So after the couple of top guys, it's like your guess is as good as mine on how mm-hmm. many touches these guys are going to see.
1: If he's the lead rusher for the Texans, that that's probably an every week starter in fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's enough. If I get that guy in the eighth round or whatever,
0: Good stuff. Uh, that's fun. It's, it's fun talking about these fantasy things because I haven't had any fantasy drafts this year and um, I haven't really looked too deep into it. So it's fun to kind of talk through these things and do a little war room with the, yeah. with the fantasy running back rankings on this episode. We'll do it again. We'll talk quarterbacks. We'll talk wide receivers, tight ends, maybe. Who knows? Maybe even team defenses? Probably not. But <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a lot we can talk about leading up to training camp here with no more football after these mini camps close over the next week or so. And uh, we'll continue to have tons of guests from around the network, getting to know all the teams in the NFL more intimately as well, heading toward a 2022 training camp and the season. It's going to be a whole lot of fun and we'll still be here with you back tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen for your second listen, check out everything else on the locked on NFL YouTube channel, which is where is that is our home on, on YouTube is the locked on NFL channel, of course. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Dynasty Football featuring Matt Williamson as well. So check out all the podcasts that Locked On has to offer. Peacock and Williamson back with you tomorrow. Talk to you then.